East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Good day, and welcome to our podcast, East Coast Creepin'. I'm Linda. I'm Lorraine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> We're three sisters from the Baltimore, Maryland area. Each week, Leslie will give her reaction to the true crime and paranormal stories that Lorraine and I tell from up and down the East Coast. As a reminder, we do not have a background in criminal justice, criminal investigation, medicine, or psychology. This is all for informative purposes. Happy almost Christmas. Calm down, here. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I mean, we Hello. do got like, what, three weeks? No. Fafair. You sure about that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll think about it later. You just have to look at a calendar. I know. And I can. It's on a Sunday. One. <laughs> Wait. One, two, three, four. It's exactly four weeks from today. Okay, cool. Don't do that shit to me. <laughs> from when we're recording. Yes. But not from when this is out. Yeah, but okay, fine. We're still technically in November. As. Wait, no, not technically. We are. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> happy almost after Thanksgiving break. break, break this is after Thanksgiving. December. <laughs> Anything after Thanksgiving is December. <clears throat> I know. I've listened to Christmas well, December's music. in two days. I've been jamming. I'm saying to Thanksgiving, the and then the next day is December. Yes, that's literally how it is in my mind. <laughs> oh my God. And then my birthday is the okay point to start playing Christmas music out loud because. It's after my birthday, so I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, I, yeah. No. Is she actually taking it out of the oven? I don't know. Probably not. She turned it off? Success. I'm Did sorry. she take it out of the oven? I can't. Yeah. yeah I didn't hear it on top of the like, soap. Well, there we that's go. That's it closing. So she had it up. Are there oven mitts? Yeah. I put an oven mitt there. Now she's playing with the dog. Okay, cool. <clears throat> sorry. We had a successful... So taking, exposure therapy <laughs> taking out of the <laughs> the hash browns out of the oven I heard it go off and I was just like yes <laughs> Hel- hello? hello yes yeah. I did it yeah, good job <laughs> now you get to eat a hash brown later oh! that was Massachusetts by the way oh <laughs> you were out there uh, close actually oh it's your turn today I guess so. Yeah. Okay. I did last oh, yeah. three weeks. That's right. You did. I was ignored for a while. I'm Ver- sorry. I'm going to say Vermont. You're going to get extra special yet? attention today. I mean, no. Everybody, touch huh? her with your Vermont. feet. Oh, I thought you were going to shoot first. I did. A- oh, I'm sorry. Every time, woman. Every time. I'm touching her with my feet. I, that hit me. Connecticut, and I caught it. <laughs> it was actually Connecticut. Yeah, it was uh, the processing. The processing. Uh, I'm sad. Why? I'm sad, you guys. Because I was ignored. Because whenever I wanted to record, nobody would say anything. And I've been sitting on these stories for three months now. Well, now here you go. So we're going to knock it back to Halloween. That's fine. No, because this was supposed to come out that week. But it's okay. Because we're going to take it back. We didn't take October it October 30th, 1975. 75? Okay. Yes. I thought she said 95. I was like, no, 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 no. I was born then. We were October born. 30th, 1975. Yes. yes. We're not really going to do much of a background story. We're just kind of going to get into it. Like in a little bit, we'll give a background of all the people that are supposed to be a part of this. But we're just going to, we're going to get into the crime itself first. Yep. Um, so this is actually in Bellhaven, Greenwich. Yeah? Mm-hmm. G-R-E-E-N-W-I-C-H, Greenwich, mm-hmm. Connecticut. That's what the CT stands for. <laughs> Are we ready? Yes. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. By the way, welcome to episode 77. 77. 77. <laughs> I have to look that up real quick because I couldn't remember. <laughs> My nail polish is actually dry. This is cool. Okay, so this is an exclusive community out in Connecticut. Big ballers are here. Very nice okay. houses. Houses, big houses, 
I wouldn't say mansions. Definitely mini mansion esque. They're probably like the smaller side of a mansion, maybe, but they're not like I'm a movie star kind of home. But they definitely are. This is a nice gated community. So it's mansion, but not Jeffree Star mansion. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Jeffree Star does not live in a mansion anymore. Jeffree Star has moved. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. I just don't watch him anymore. It takes a lot of effort to watch three hours of someone just fucking around with their dogs and makeup anyway it's like the best kind of day though. and they're it's what i'm gonna yaks. do with my dog no you're not that little shit oh my god just come over to my house and stream this is also true yes or you can come over here and stream i your lighting is not good in here mine's not either that's why he has that and then there's other lights but anyway and then also <gasps> we're getting a dedicated room anyway so, October 30th, 1975. There's a party going on. Party. Right? Uh, is it a Halloween party? It is a By Halloween party. Because this is All Hallows Eve. Mischief it's night. A, yes. Yes, it is. Is this on a Wednesday? Because that's kind of weird. Uh, you know what? I looked it up, but because it's been so long, <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. In our defense, you no. didn't have a story ready from what yes, you said. Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. And You're every all time dead. and every weekend, no, Lorraine was dead. Because Lorraine would decide to go out the night before and then never wake up until <laughs> one. And I was like, I'm refusing to record after twelve. It was, was my every birthday. single Mm-mm. No, it was that whole month of October. And for we three weeks we didn't record. The UK is calling me. The United Kingdom is calling me. Who what is calling me? What do you do? If it's if it's that Wait, my Starbucks. He sent a picture. I know. That's why I'm looking at my They phone. have the holiday one. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. It's the not w- holiday. <clears throat> it's just holiday themed. Holiday wrapped. That's vanilla and mocha. Ew. Ain't it got the caramel? Ugh. Mm. Oh. What was I doing? Oh. This is October. It's okay. You don't have to look it up. Yes, I do. Oh, my God. All you have to do is go into your calendar. You go into your calendar, and then you swipe, 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 You don't even have to do that. Just pinch it. It's a Monday. I mean, it's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. Okay, Thursday. not so bad. Wednesday was bad. Thursday. Why is Wednesday a bad day to have Halloween Eve? You got two. Oh. I forgot that's not Halloween. It was, yeah. Onward. What's it called? All Hallows Eve. Mischief Night. Well, why do I feel like it ha- doesn't have another name, does it? <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I, I want to call it Halloween Eve, but that sounds so bad. Anyway, <laughs> there's a party at... Okay, so I will give the last name. I was kind of hesitant on giving the last name, but honestly, it doesn't matter. So there's a party at the Skackle home. The Skackles are... Don't you dare. The Devil's Night. That's... What Google no. says. How do you spell scackle? S-K-A-K-E-L. Scackle. Yeah. Okay. So some of the neighbors are going. You know, all the kids. There, There's... Uh, it's almost like a block party. Yes. But again, remember, this is a... Um, Frappuccino. This is a very, this is a very, very nice community. Okay? So all these kids, they're getting together, right? They go into the Skackle home, and then there's a girl named Martha Moxley. She is 15 years old, and she is a neighbor of the Skackles. She actually lives, I believe it's like across the street. They can kind of see the home from there, but it's definitely in the vicinity. Like, Mm. So she goes over, and she goes to visit her friends Michael, which is also her age, 15 years old, and Tommy, which is 18. I can't remember, but there's like a whole bunch of kids. It's the neighborhood rats. So then they're they're having a party there. Martha's mom had attempted to stay up for her that night because she was obviously waiting for Martha to come home. Martha's 15 years old. She's like, all right, I'm going to stay up. Martha's mom wakes up the next morning to find that Martha is still not home. The mom ends up calling the police and a search party is started and Martha is found dead under a tree at the end of their cul-de-sac. No. Property line. Ooh. 
even worse. <laughs> wow. Like I said, we're just going to get straight into it because it gets crazy. Like the crime itself is insane, but everything that happens afterwards is crazy. So isn't it always with the rich people? It's the worst with the rich people. And there's some things that I kind of want to leave out, but it does have to be said. But it's like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, Elmo. (laughs) So the Moxleys hadn't moved in. I believe like they they were the newcomers in the neighborhood. But Martha was actually very late. She was making friends easily. And she like everybody was said to just love her. She was she was cute. She was new. So she was like, yeah. She was the new girl in town. No, fan of the opera. They love me, love me, love me. Cops get there. The body ends up being found. And when the body is found, she is actually laying in a pool of blood under this tree. There's a broken golf club nearby. Oh. And from what the officers could actually tell, the attack had happened at the driveway of her home. So the attack happened at the driveway of the Moxley home. And they said that it was so apparent that it had happened there and her body was drugged because there was so much blood. They could literally visibly just see, see the, blood. the trail of blood going to where her body was ended up dumped. So all of that right there in the driveway, they see the drag mark of her body going. Ew. And then she was left under the tree. Her hair was completely matted up by the amount of blood that was on her face. And the investigators said that she died between 9.30 and 10 p.m. the night before. Oh, shit. That's early. Yeah. In the autopsy, they said that she had died from blunt force trauma to the head. And there was also evidence that the broken golf club shaft had actually went through her neck. Oh, Oh, gosh. No, no, no. My neck. Yeah. So it was like this a This is throwing. why I'm always like this. Yeah, you tell yeah. that to my husband because he's always asking me why I do this shit. So nobody cuts my neck off. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they said that it was like honestly a through and through. Like it just went, yeah. <laughs> so further investigation of the murder scene, the golf club, like I said, was found there and it was actually broken into four different pieces. The handle itself was missing but they believed that the golf club had broken because of the force of the blows to Martha. Dang, good golf club. Uh, the golf club was a Tony Penna, and we'll get back to that later. Because it could be traced. So now we're going to give kind of like a background. I, again, like I said, the, there were like, there was Martha. I believe Martha had a sibling. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Well, it does. It does, it does, it does. It does, but brother, it doesn't. A brother. A brother. Oh, those are the worst kind of siblings. Well, how do you know? Lydia. I got a Lydia. She's like a brother. <laughs> no, she's not. I know. I'm probably more brotherly than anyone else. <laughs> so just a little insight on the Skackle family itself. You said it was a Tommy Bahama golf club? Ain't no Tony Bahamas. I don't know. Tony Penna. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it wasn't Tommy Bahama, but I was like... Um, it definitely had T-O in it, so. You don't be screwing her up like that. <laughs> Tony Llamas. Yo, I got some Tony Llamas. You saw my Tony Llamas? They nice. Oh, my lord. I wore them. I don't remember where I wore Oh, when we went to uh, the haunted place, I wore my Tony Llamas. And Jonathan was like, really? I was like, yeah. Oh, my God. Those cowboy boots? Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. I got them when I went to El Paso. I was going to say that was the store that we went to. The the little when tiny store that's in our... front of the factory. It's the Tony Llama outlet. Yeah, where we got our boots from. Why am I not Tony Llamas? They didn't have just Tony Llamas there. I got Justin boots, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, so the Skackle family, there were seven children. Mm-hmm. Okay. Martha was friends with two of the boys because those boys were the ones closest to her in age. That's a lot of kids. The mother of the Skackle children had actually died the year previously, I believe they said. Oh, they and got life insurance. No. Oh. She died because of cancer. Oh. So after the mother had passed away, there was a lot going on, and the father ended up being a very hands-off kind of parent. So he wasn't there a lot, if ever. Uh, he was constantly going on hunting trips, business trips, so he would be gone for Golf trips. days at a time. 
I don't know. He would be gone for days at a time. His his recreational choice was hunting. Hmm. So he would go hunting. He would be gone for weekends, possibly like five days, come back, whatever, do his thing, and then leave again. Is that legal? How old? Like, what is the age range of his seven children? I want to say that the other ones well, were one older. One of them's at least 15. Yeah. I understand that, but I'm like, if there's like a four-year-old in the mix. No. <laughs> no, I believe that they were all older. I don't, I can't remember, but okay. I I know that, I know that there were older ones. Like okay. there were at least two older boys. Why can't the 15-year-old take care of the four-year-old? There ain't no 15-year-old. It's the 70s. And second off, oh, yeah, it is technically the there's an 18-year-old in the house, so the 18-year-old would be able to stay home and take care of the child as well. <laughs> okay. Just saying, if there was a four-year-old. So the day of the Halloween party, the father was actually gone on a hunting trip for that like week, weekend. So he wasn't there for the incident to happen or the Halloween party itself. Did he know this party was going on? Did he give a fuck? I was going to say, did he honestly care? I guess not. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, and the house itself was known to be a party house. I guess not so much as it going crazy, but the kids would just come and go as they pleased. There was all access to the house. You know, none of the houses. I. It was a gated community itself, but I don't believe that any of the houses had fences. They were just like all open. The lawns would back up to another person's house. So then you could just like walk across the lawn. So kids could just walk into the house, be do whatever. Like the whole backyard was their little like playing field. Point A, brothel fun house. That's what their house was. I mean, I don't know if it was so much a brothel. They yeah, just like drank so. there. They would okay. just drink and party. Casino. Okay, listen. They never said anything about doing the nasty in the house. Casino fun house. I, I would see that. I could see that. Okay. So after investigators got done interviewing people, this was the recounts of the night from different friends and I guess family members. So, not Halloween Eve, but All Hallows Eve, (laughs) whatever you guys want to call it. So, in the New England states, when I Googled it, they called it Cabbage's Eve. That's so weird. Cabbage's Eve? I don't know. I don't don't know. I didn't look. I just said that. Maybe because cabbages If you know, let us know. Please do, because that's kind of weird to me. My cabbages! It's either that, the devil's night, or mischief night. Mischief night. Let's just call it mischief night. I call it mischief night. That's when you fuck shit up. I mean, I've never done that. Let's talk about that later. That's hard to believe. If anyone did it. Well, no. Who? Her? You. Whoa. What? Okay, maybe not you. Maybe her. (laughs) Okay, but in the ages where I would have been like, yeah, let's fucking go. We didn't have close neighbors. She... We'll have the close neighbors during that crazy age range. We moved out yonder when I would have been like in my prime for uh, jacking up other people's property. I did Listen, saran wrap a car once. I don't think I did anything bad. I can't remember. <laughs> she can't remember. <laughs> so. The jungle juice. <laughs> All Hallows Eve. Martha goes over to the Scackles house and she takes two friends with her. Uh, This was definitely earlier in the evening. I want to say they said between like five and six o'clock, they all go over. They all start drinking. They're all hanging out and, you know, just partying. It's I want to keep calling it. I'm just going to call it Halloween's Eve. Okay, it's the 70s. At At some point in time, Martha and Michael, I don't know if it was Michael. Oh, yeah. Martha and Michael are sitting inside of their the Scackles Lincoln. And Martha and Michael are in the front seat. So, but this is with all the friends. Like, all of them are sitting in there. They're just hanging out, doing whatever, talking. They ain't so never stopped nobody. Shh, shut up. This is my story. Okay. <laughs> so, Tommy Skackle, Tommy decides to get in the car, and he's sitting in the front seat with Martha and Michael. So, they're all sitting there talking, and Tommy ends up telling the group that's in the car that the two older brothers need to use the car to take one of the cousins one of their cousins that is at the house back to the cousin's house okay because they were actually going home to watch the premiere of monty python's flying circus oh shit yeah so i don't know it was fun as they're sitting in the car (laughs) michael decides to ask martha if she would like to join them and martha decides that she doesn't want to go 
So she tells him, nah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna stay here, right? Right. So Michael ends up leaving with the brothers and the cousin, and Tommy decides to stay back with Martha and her friends. Tommy is the 18-year-old. Okay. What? Okay. Michael's the 15-year-old. Okay. So Tommy, Martha, and the friends are now walking back up to the house, and things are supposedly getting playfully heavy between Tommy and Martha as they're walking back to the homes. Okay. Okay. So Tommy's 18, Martha's 15. Correct. And we get him flirty. Yes. Apparently there's like been a back and forth thing between Martha and Tommy and Michael liked Martha, but Martha was more drawn this towards Tommy. This is a Tommy. love triangle. Hush your face because we're getting there. Okay, wait. I have Boom, a question. Boom, out of nowhere comes the fourth person and kills everybody. Okay, now we're getting into like a quadrilateral. I don't know, English, whatever. Uh, You said when they were walking up to Mm -hmm. the house, but didn't they, like, kick them out of the car so they could drive there? The car, yes, but the car was, like, on the street. Like, they they weren't, like, in a garage or anything like that. Like, they were chilling, They like, Like, down the the driveway kind of thing. So, like I said, these are bigger homes. They have long driveways, so they're just, like, chilling (laughs) back there kind of thing. So they're walking up to the house, and so then... The friends end up getting really embarrassed by the way that Tommy and Martha's interaction is getting. And so they're like, you know what, guys? We're just going to leave you two alone. We're going to head back to the house. We'll see you guys in a little bit. And Martha says, okay, well, I have to go home. My mom's waiting for me. Okay. So Tommy decides to take Martha home. And after that, no one sees Martha. <laughs> Duh, because she got her ass dragged out of her driveway. Suspect Thomas, or as my mother in law would say, Thomas. <laughs> what was that? Nine, you said? Um, yeah. Okay. Like nine o'clock ish at that point. By 1 a.m., Martha's mom ends up waking up and she realizes that Martha is no is not home, that she never made it. She starts calling around to all the friends and everybody says that they haven't seen her, that they saw her the day before, but nobody has seen her that evening and she wasn't at anybody's house. This is when the mom decides to end up calling the cops, but I believe it was either right before or after she had called the cops. Martha's mom said... In an interview that she had walked over to the Skackle home, because I, I'm assuming the fact that she knew that they were there. How did she not see the That's blood? what I was going to say. All that walking everyone's doing. How are we not seeing the drags of Because blood? it's like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. You got lights? They don't got street lights in a fucking fancy-ass neighborhood? At that point, probably not. They probably had those really pretty lamps at the end of the driveway. Hey, they said they dragged the from the, the end of the driveway. No, it was like the, the marks were like... At the driveway, but it doesn't like specifically say we're on the driveway. And then it went through the grass. Oh, so the I thought it was like she was like dragged across the driveway into the grass by the tree. No, she was drugged through their lawn to under the tree. Okay, so the drag mark was like through their yard. Okay, fine, fine. Oh, Jesus, this is acceptable. So the mom goes over to the Skackle home and she knocks on the door until she gets a response. Michael is the one who ends up answering the door and the mom asks, is Martha here? Have you seen her? And he just simply replies no. And that was it from them. Yeah. Wow. Michael's the one who was in love with her, right? He had a thing for her. Okay. I wouldn't necessarily I said in love so I can play this in my head. Okay. (laughs) So by noon... The search party starts for Martha, and Martha's body is then found at the end of the Moxley property. Like I said earlier, the amount of blood that was present was so significant that investigators did not have a hard time following the drag marks of the body from the driveway. Mother of shit. Especially that shit goes through your fucking jugular. Everywhere. Every pump of your heart is just flying anyway. This is why we started with the crime first. (laughs) Because the case went cold. What? Mm-hmm. Is this what we're doing today? A cold case? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. That's it? That's all? We're done? Okay, no, cool. we're not done. Oh, damn. <laughs> She's so ready for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so the case ends up going cold, No, regardless of like all the evidence that they had in front of them, because the handle of the, gl- the golf club was missing. 
And um, this is the 70s. They ain't got yeah, shit. Yeah, the, with the blood marks and all that stuff, like, I feel like they said something about, like, the thing was, like, drove through one of her eyes. I'm not, I can't remember, <gasps> honestly. But it was, like, really bad. Like, her face was just done. Like You know who it was? It was some jealous bitch because they did, like, mm-hmm. Her face, I'm just saying. Or it was someone who was in love with her. It's like, ain't nobody can have your face if I can't have your face. Smack, smack, smack. <laughs> so you the case does crazy. end up going cold for 20 years. Um, now we're too close again. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So the suspects end up being Michael Skackle, Duh. Tommy Skackle, Duh. a kid named Tony Hasbrock, and Bert Tim- Tinsley. Burnt. Two people out of left field. <laughs> I know. Were they though? <laughs> Maybe their house was staring the property line, and they were like, "Oh man, my golf clubs went missing." So the whole thing was is that the golf club that they found at the scene, they ended up seeing that these golf clubs were also at the Scaffold home. But like I had mentioned earlier, and that's kind of why I was putting it out there, the scaffold like home a, was open to anyone. Yeah. The golf clubs were said to be left all over the backyard. Like, anybody could have had access to it. Anybody walking through could have just yanked it up, walked over, saw her walking by herself, and beat the shit out of her. So even though the the golf clubs were property of the scackles, like, yeah. you couldn't really say because the dad was never home. And so with kids going in and out of that house, it was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was just, they, it was open to anyone. Anyone had access to the murder weapon by that point. Yeah. So uh, I believe that they, the golf club itself was actually found to be the missing golf club from one of their, like, packs. But, yeah. again, anybody could have taken it. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that's kind of like how, like, when we were younger and our house was, like, in the middle of the tee. Yeah. So all of our friends, we would just be, like, a shit ton running through the front door, a shit ton running out the back <laughs> yeah. door. Everyone coming up the basement steps. And it was just, like, what? what? And then they were, like, they were here. <laughs> we saw, kind of saw them pass by, but. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where they went after that, I don't know. Yeah. So. The wardrobe. Michael Skackle was known to have feelings for Martha. Tommy also had feelings for Martha, but he was a suspect because of the fact that he was the last person to see her alive. Like sands through the hourglass. <laughs> <laughs> so are the days of our lives. <laughs> so from interviews later on, so this I'm talking about like 20, 20, like 20 plus years uh-huh. later, Tony Hasbrook had known Martha back when she was alive and he had apparently had a bit of an obsession with her obsession yeah bert tinsley was friends with tony and was also known to have a bit of an obsession with martha after 23 years on in june of 1998 a one-man grand jury reviews the evidence of the crime itself Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So after an 18-month investigation, the man had felt that there was enough evidence to charge Michael Skackle with the murder of Martha. I don't know about this. Give me the evidence. Where is the evidence? Where is my timeline? Where are my fingerprints and my my DNA? So again, we'll get to that in a little bit. We're going to go through. On January 9th of 2000, an arrest warrant was issued for Michael, and Michael ends up turning himself in. In March of that year, Michael Skackle was actually arraigned in juvenile court. So then January 31st, 2001, the judge judge rules that Skackle will be actually tried as an adult. On May 7th of 2002, in Norwell, Connecticut, the trial ends up starting. During the trial, there are actually audio recordings of michael making an outline for his autobiography okay what the fuck because he wants to make this like he wants to write a story about his life and 
once I tell you guys this part, I'm going to go back and talk to you about uh, Michael and things that had happened with him later or earlier on in his life, like after the murders had happened. But in the recording that they had played in the courtroom, Michael had actually admitted to being on the Skakel property the night of the murder. And he said that he was hiding, hiding in a tree, whacking off, attempting to get the attention of Martha, but she never showed up at her bedroom window. Ew! So... He admittedly was a peeping Tom. In the recording itself, it said that he was actually at another home watching a lady, but it just wasn't doing it for him. At this point, he was drunk. He was in a tree. So he decided that he was going to go to Martha's house to try and get a kiss from her. So he decides to climb up to a tree again. He's messing around with himself. He's in this tree. And I believe the tree that he says that he was in was the tree that Martha was found under. Just saying. Well, how many trees are there on the property near her window? Exactly. (laughs) Well, I make excuses. There's trees trees on the property itself, but the one that he claims to be there, I think, was the one where her body was found. And so he said that he went there to get a kiss from Martha, quote unquote. That's what he said. And so he went with intentions of possibly messing around with her, doing this, that, whatever. And he said that she never came to the window, but then he also said that later on found out that it was actually Martha's brother's window that he was like <laughs> at. That's yeah, but the yes. the bro- yeah. So, but again, he said that he was drunk at this time. After the murder had happened, though, which these were things that um, people started looking into. Michael ended up having a severe alcohol and drug problem. So he was actually in in and out of rehabs. Or I, I don't want to say rehab, but there was like a special school that he went to. Elon, I believe it was called. And so he went there and what they were supposed to do is kind of like reform you. But what it is is that you were supposed to open up open up about things that you had done and they weren't supposed to use it against you. They were just supposed to try and make you better. There were many times that he had actually tried running away and he had been caught and brought back to the school itself. But while he was in school, in the school, there was a kid who said that Michael had actually confessed to him about the murder. The only thing was, and in this uh, documentary that I watched, They said that, well, yeah, the guy did go around saying that Michael had confessed to him. But after a while, you sit there and think, like, why would he confess to this one kid, which this kid we know is a problem child? Like, he constantly causes issues. He wants to be the center of attention, and he's always making up things. So this one kid is the one person that Michael confessed to? Like, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But he did have a hard time when he was growing up and everything like that. He, again, was... All of these things were happening to him. So there were signs that something had possibly happened because of how he ended up spiraling out of control. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't really say... Like, it, it all happened after Martha. But there were other things that had happened in his life, like his mother passing away from cancer and stuff like that, and his dad not being around for a while. So he was a skeckle? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Michael. Michael was. Yeah. But the kid that he had talked to was in was just a kid in the school. Okay. So Michael's the peeping Tom. Yes. yes. Okay. And Tommy was the one to last be seen with Martha. Now, the whole thing with Tommy is, is yes, okay. he was the person to be last seen with Martha, but Tommy had ended up coming home, I believe they like said. immediately. Yeah. And the only reason why they have accounts of this is because... I think within the month of the party happening and Martha's death, they actually had they actually had a live-in tutor. And oh. so it was a guy that was at the house. He was older. I believe he was in college at the time or something like that. So the guy, and I don't have his name written down. I did have his name written down before, but I don't know where it went. But anyway, so he was at the house. He said that Tommy had come home. Tommy sat down and was watching TV with him, and he didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. He wasn't disheveled or anything like mm-hmm. that. He just sat down. Not and covered was, in blood. Yeah, he didn't act suspicious. Like, he wasn't trying to hide anything. He just seemed like he was very, like, okay, whatever kind of thing. Like, nothing had I'm just home. gone down. Yeah. So he said that as far as he was concerned, Tommy seemed very normal. 
And so that was kind of like Tommy's alibi. But again, Michael later on confesses in this audio recording that he was actually at the Skakel residence the around that time, like between 9 o'clock and like 10.30. So if anything were to have happened to Martha, he would have definitely seen it. And he's just... Wait, you mean at the Moxley residence? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I know, like, I was like... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, I, I think I'm quiet. getting confused. I'm like, no, so so he went so back Michael, home. No, Michael but still saw it. No, no. Tommy. Tommy went. Tommy back home. went back home. Michael was, was the one who was found to be the peeping Tom. Right, but Michael's said, the one that has the recordings. Yes, okay. Michael's the one yes. that has the recordings. So he said that he was there around the same time that uh, the coroner said that she had passed away. Okay. See, so if. He was there around that time, then he would have seen something, something happen. Yeah, but or at least it's... her walking to the home. It depends, though, because if he's at the wrong tree and these are mansions, you don't know what side of the property he's on. I just told you, I'm pretty sure he was in the tree that they found her body underneath. Uh, so he's up in the tree, like chilling up there and the up high. But if he's so in his own in the world. yard, you ain't gonna hear somebody scream. I don't know. What if they went for the jugular first? You ain't gonna hear her scream. Yeah, you ain't gonna hear her scream because it's gonna be all gurgly. But they hit her first, and then when it oh. broke, they got her. It's not. Maybe she was stunned. You ain't ever got hit in the back of the head. You, <laughs> <laughs> you seen that video of little Lydia? She bangs it in her head. Goddamn <laughs> door frame. She. <laughs> <laughs> so then. In two thousand on June seventh, two thousand two, Michael was found guilty and sentenced eh. to twenty years in prison. Did we find him unquilty? Anyway, continue, 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 continue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't. Twenty years uh, later. Yeah. Are you serious? Huh. Twenty oh, years I'm after twenty twenty two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So <laughs> this one, this part's gonna go kind of quick. Hold on. She got it on paper. So then. November of 2003, they ended up filing appeal, and on January 12th of 2006, the appeal was denied. I don't know. This is like a whole weird process, and things are going like crazy. On July 12th, 2006, Theodore Olson, which I believe is the new lawyer for Michael Skakel, had filed a petition. Did I say that? Yeah. Okay. Well, he filed a petition. If I have to say it again, I'll say it again. He filed a petition. As you find. <laughs> On November thirteenth of two thousand six, the Supreme Court the Supreme Court declined the case. In two thousand seven, there was a petition for habeas corpus, and they said that it was illegal confinement, and also there was new evidence that they were bringing to the table. Ah. Aha. <clears throat> Listen, okay, so I know, but you know I'm not good with sports, so I don't remember the guy's name. It wasn't Tommy Bahama. Who? So there's Tiger a Woods. guy that comes out and his name, maybe I wrote it down somewhere. It doesn't matter. Well, yes, it does. Okay, so there's a guy that comes out of nowhere, right? Yeah. And he ends up talking to investigators, and I believe he talked to the people who... I can't words right now. He talked to the people who are on the side of um, <laughs> the prosecution, the defense. the defense, the defense lawyers, the defense. <laughs> okay, so in August of 2003, there ends up being an interview of a guy named Tony Bryant. And yes, he's related to whoever that basketball guy is. I think he's a cousin. I don't know basketball. Yeah. So whatever that basketball's name guy is. Le- Jean- LeBron? No, I don't know. that's LeBron, LeBron James. James. I don't know. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking it up. Where's my son? Kid! Come on. The only thing I, I got is NBA Tony Bryant is a former football player for the Raiders. He was born in 76, though. This is so bad. Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. So he's related to him, okay? In August of 2003, there ends up being a recording with a guy named Tony Bryant. I was going to say, like, he just passed away. That was, like, forever ago. It wasn't forever ago. He died? He died in a plane crash. Oh, man. Yeah. Him and his daughter. Oh, that's so unfortunate. I knew about it. I just forget people's names. 
Girl, I don't know. That should have been ingrained in my memory. See, I just really, honestly, I know him as Kobe. Yeah, I think that's what it is, too. I don't really know it. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Tony Bryan, for Tony information. Tony Bryan ends up being interviewed by People for the Defense. And in the interview, Tony actually says that him and two of his friends had, well, two of his friends had actually talked about raping Martha that day, like earlier What in the that fuck? Day. Tony ends up telling the the people with the defense, I don't know what they're going to be called. Defense we'll just, attorneys. I don't think it was necessarily the defense attorneys. I think it was like a private investigator or something like that. Like they hired somebody to look into this. The defense team. <laughs> That sure. was an ugly throat noise. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he says that his friends had actually confessed to him the next day. And when he had told his mom about the confession, his mom had told him not to tell because they would pin him for the murder. So he had held on to it for that long. I mean, fair. So what he said happened was that these guys had... Yeah. So, um... No, the dog's not coming in. No, I'm not. No, Dottie peed everywhere. Then clean, clean it, it up. up. I did, losers. Then what do you need? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you breathing like that? <laughs> I'm not letting you in. I love you, though. You were that close to the door. You're, like, breathing through the crack. My face was in the door. I know. I could hear it. So yeah. Anyway, in the in the interview and the documentary, because the documentary has an interview in it, he said that the guys had talked earlier in the day about wanting to sexually assault Martha. They said, "I need to see a picture of this girl." It was something about taking her like a caveman. I want to say, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, they had said it along the lines of taking her like a caveman or being primitive or something like that. But that was their whole thing. Mm. Oh, that's Martha. Mm -hmm. Martha May. She's cute. She's cute. She did. She she was. So they had talked about that. And investigators said, well, not investigators, but the... Defense the defense, attorney. no, the defense team said that it goes with it because of the fact that the way that she was drug around, uh, it makes sense. So because they wanted to be caveman primal. her, yes, and be primal, that it would make sense that they kind of beat her on the head and then drug her by her right. hair and took her and did, you know, whatever with her. But they had talked about wanting to rape her and all that stuff. He said that they were walking around the neighborhood. So these were kids that I I believe one of them lived in the neighborhood. But these were kids that lived in the neighborhood. Tony Bryant himself did not live in the neighborhood he was visiting. The only thing that the prosecution said didn't make sense was because of the fact that especially at that time and in that, like, I guess, era, that time, they would have noticed this kind of group of children walking around in neighborhood black? like that. Yes. Fucking racist. No, I know. They would have stood out in yeah, a neighborhood. So if they had committed the crime, which they're saying that these kids did not commit the crime, or else they would have pointed the fingers at them, but those kids would have stood out because they had people patrolling. But they had a Hall guard. Correct. But they would have noticed children who didn't belong in the neighborhood. Okay. She's taking it to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Because I'm saying, what if they she blacked out? Maskews. <laughs> they would have noticed yeah, okay. them because it's not Halloween. They would have noticed suspicious people walking around. Okay, okay, okay. Especially people who don't live there. That's what they're saying, that somebody who didn't live there would have stuck out more than somebody who did. But yes, yeah, so they brought that to the attention, and he, again, ends up telling the defense team all of this on april of 2007 there ended up being a two-week hearing where they had the hearsay evidence so this is the people from elon rehab school and from i believe they also brought the evidence from tony bryant on october 25th of 2007 the the supreme court denied the request again 
And then in 2013, they filed, what is it, a petition? I don't know. They filed with the court saying that Michael Skakel had an ineffective lawyer and he was actually released from prison. Okay. So they said that basically his lawyer didn't have it in his best interest. And when they interviewed his previous lawyer, his lawyer said, you know what? It is what it is. If they want to say that I was ineffective, that I was incompetent, oh, well. You know what? If that gets him out, then that gets him out. That's kind of what we wanted at the end, isn't it? Because we don't believe that he did it. Yeah. So they're like, I don't believe that he'll take the fall for that. That's literally <laughs> calling him like, you kind of suck. Like, yeah. you're you're like, whatever. And he's like, no. You're incompetent as the lawyer. <laughs> and then he's over here like, this was the plan. <laughs> Yeah, so then in 2018, there was a new trial, and Sherman, which was... 2018? Yeah, 2018. But who was it against? Well, this was... the So the trial itself was to say that his lawyer was rendered ineffective and because he had failed to contact alibi witnesses, and so Michael himself was deprived of a fair trial. Yes. Okay. Okay. So then October 30th of 2022, the Supreme Court states that Michael will not be retried and he is let go. That was this. But who killed Martha? Exactly. It's a cold case. It's now a cold case. They don't know. They're saying that Michael didn't do it and he will no longer be tried. He because he was bounced in and out of court for double jeopardy. Can't do it. Yeah. But in the diary of Martha itself, which they had found, it said that Martha did was very leery of the Skackle brothers' behavior. She's, she had said on in some of the entries that she didn't like the way that they were, that they would try and do things with her, that they, at times, I believe, could be kind of, like, aggressive. She, yeah. Possessive, possibly. Mm-hmm. But she just didn't like the way that they acted towards her. And so that was also brought up in court, but again. Yeah. Let's think about it. Entitled white boys yeah. in the 70s. With all this money, do whatever the fuck they want. Oh, here we go. So in 2013, he was released, but then... Okay, so here's that little piece that was, like, missing. So in 2013, I said that the ineffective lawyer and he was released from prison. But then in 2016, it was reversed and he was reinstated and convicted. And so then in 2018, that's when they the lawyer, again, was rendered ineffective. So oh. that was uh, May 4th of 2018. Oh, so it says that you. they con- vacated conviction again and he was released. And so then that's when in 2020 they said that he will no longer be retried. 2020 or 2022? 2020. And then he was released in 2022. Hmm? I thought you said he was released in 2022. No. October 20th, 2022. That's what 2020. You oh. Bitch got me over here thinking like this shit just October happened yesterday. October 30th, 2020. Supreme Court states Michael will not be retried. Damn. That's like so many years later to the day. So nobody else has been tried for the murders or anything. They've never brought any attention to anybody else. And the little piece that I left out of all of this and the reason why they believe that this murder itself had gotten so much attention, not only because that it was in a prominent community, but because the Skackles are actually cousins of the Kennedys. Ah! Hmm. And so a lot of the newspaper clippings itself says uh, Kennedy cousins this, Kennedy cousins yeah. that, Kennedy cousin goes to trial. Yeah. So they said that they believe that the reason why this got such attention was because of the fact that it was brought to their attention that they were related. Related, related. to the Kennedys. Yeah. And let's talk about that family. Got a whole bunch of fucking problems. Yeah. So it was like, I I think in the documentary itself as well, one of the, one of the people like on the Kennedy side had actually was part of the investigation in helping Michael Skackle. He was like, I don't think that he did this kind of thing. Like, and this is why. So it was like, (laughs) it was kind of like, it, it was pretty crazy just hearing all the different things and hearing the people that like it could have been, but they just didn't have enough hard evidence because again, the handle's missing. So I think the one piece that could have linked anybody to it, it's just gone. 
Yeah. Oh, ain't I nobody mean, get no shoe imprints. I was gonna the say th- there were no there were no shoe imprints. There were no bloody clothes found anywhere. Like somebody had to, like somebody would have been covered in blood. Yeah, with the that's amount what I'm of saying. Things yeah. that, like with the amount of everything that happened. And you know like what that, we did? So. We paid off that little fucking tutor that's hanging out in our house. That's what the fuck we did. Kennedy's relatives. Well, the dad, the they all clearly they all had money. Like it wasn't know, even so the I, Kennedys because they weren't like the Kennedys themselves weren't known to have a relationship with the side of the family. Yeah, I know, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like the dad probably was just like fuck and like paid off the tutor. He was like, look, I'm just give you a little bit extra money. Say they had SAT studies this month. <laughs> no, but he was there previous to everything. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. So he's just like, shut up. Like we're just gonna cover this up. I don't know. I don't know. This is going down with that with the train guy. We're solving this and the train guy. <laughs> but yeah, so Bam. this 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 is uh yeah, that was it was pretty crazy. I'm not gonna lie, like when I found the documentary, I was like I, I just saw her face and I was like, I guess I'll watch it, it'll be whatever. <laughs> and then I was like, What? Like, like this happened and we still don't know who did what? I'm like, no. Like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So then I'm looking into it and looking up articles and stuff like that. I'm like, this is insane because he's literally just bouncing in and out of everywhere and like Michael himself. And I'm saying like... Where is all this evidence? Can't we like do shit nowadays? They don't have a handle. Oh, I'm not saying that, but they have everything else. And then it's like... Is there no DNA on her? Was there no swabs done? And then, like, you can go back. Yeah, but at that time, they didn't have any of that. So the, it wasn't really, like. Yeah, it wasn't on their mind. So they didn't, yeah. like. <sighs> I hate, I hate cold cases. And we still got to figure out the whole Ray thing coming off the freaking <laughs> roof. <laughs> What? The Belvedere. First... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. First <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. His flip flop got stuck. Hell yeah, his flip flop. He's like, God damn, flip flop. Lydia. And he said, whoop. <laughs> so I'm just like, what? I wow. hate cold gases. Maybe yeah, we so should that do that. Was... Solve cold cases. We can't. So I'm not putting dedication into that. My brain doesn't work like that right now. Fine. You can do that. Fine. Sorry, job. I'm quitting. This is my verbal two weeks notice. Two oh, hour notice. Actually? I'm going cold case hunting. <laughs> right before vacation, too. <laughs> I'll take my case on vacation with me. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody's got to. Uh, anyway, ECC the podcast at gmail.com. What so about I'm, my missing person? I know. I'm just, I'm upset. And your son <laughs> is crying. <laughs> Y'all hear that little shit out the door? Well, I'm just going to give you a missing person at this point because I put in Connecticut and you know what it gave me? Somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so today's missing person is Alexis Lexi Marrero. She is missing from Newark, Delaware. And she's been missing since October 1st, 2022. She is 15 years old. She is 4'11", weighs about 118 pounds. She has brown hair and blue eyes. Alexis Lexi Marrero went missing from the Christiana Mall in Newark, Delaware on October 1st, 2002. Alexis's cell phone was found in the mall parking lot and her social media accounts have not been active since she went missing. Alexis is believed to have engaged several members of the public to seek assistance in transportation using cell phones and possibly finding places to stay. It is believed that Alexis stayed at a residence in Middletown, Delaware on October 2nd, 2002, nearly 20 miles south of Christiana Mall. Alexis was last seen in Cecil County, Maryland on October 7th, 2002. It is believed that Alexis may still be in the local Newark area or she may be in Middletown, Delaware, Northeast Maryland, Pennsylvania, District of Columbia, or Virginia. Alexis is 15 years old. She is 4 foot 11 and weighs 118 pounds. She has brown hair and blue eyes. If you have any information regarding Alexis's disappearance or you know of her whereabouts, please call Detective Carrington of the Troop 2 Criminal Investigative Unit at 302-365-8436 or by calling Delaware Crime Stoppers at 800-847-3333. And this was posted nine hours ago from the time that we recorded. Mm. There are no comments yet. This is on Facebook. 
Okay. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Thank you for the missing person, and I hate you for, for the, the cold case. case. <laughs> You're welcome. We thought it was solved after it went cold. Girl, it went cold, it, and then it went solved, and then it went cold, and then it went solved, and now we cold. It was like, <laughs> yeah, we know. We Play were here. Hot potato. So yes, 20 years later, it's unsolved. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, answer your question. So <laughs> an um, hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> random tidbit about nothing that has to do with any of this, but it kind of does. Thank Jesus. Little fart Come face. Here. Linda let him in. No, he's fine. Um, so he, he, oh, English is not is my he? first language. No, nothing about a he. Oh, so... <laughs> smells like food out there (laughs) um i watched two things you hit his dumb ass head didn't you i watched two things i watched a documentary slash video thing disenchanted oh i want to watch disenchanted don't talk about it i have to get jonathan to watch enchanted first because then we can watch it together anyway so i watched a documentary slash movie about albert fish fucking horrible of course it is let me just tell you that now why would you do that because it was why? on my fucking oh, wait. hulu i also why watched documentaries you... about Albert why Fish. would you do that because i feel like i said i was gonna watch it but fucking horrible two i also watched um the Iceman. Krasinski. oh you did the three I of wa- them yeah 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 and so like i saw all of his interviews when he's just like i just did what i did and i did it because and I just walked up and, and he's just so blank. And then he's like, huh? Yeah. So <laughs> it was it was funny and because then- <laughs> Nikki, when I was talking to Nikki about it, she was always like, she's out there. Oh, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. And then she watches. She goes, why do you make him sound more interesting than he is? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. She's like, this man, monotone and everything, he has no facial expressions whatsoever. That's the whole point. Yeah, and she's like, and you're sitting here like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, blah, it's blah, because blah, you're expressive, but it's like, and then there's this show that I've been watching. Um, I would not suggest it if you have one PTSD surrounded around abusive relationships which i do have and uh it's not been good and then like it's just this it's called i am i'm a stalker oh, i started watching that too yeah no that's not a good show to watch yeah no like oh, i've been fucked up like i've had to stop one episode like three times because it's just like and the way that they're like all of them just have this really hollow look in their eyes except for the one episode that i just watched and like that guy was going through a really tough time and even episode the girl was, two was it the one with the they had the little boy together and he accidentally killed their son that was i think episode three. yeah yeah it was really that one was uh, a little bit I not think, as harsh as i can't remember but episode two like i don't know because i i went through four episodes last night <laughs> uh, yeah no yeah no like i i can barely get through one episode in the sitting but anyway that's all that's all i wanted yeah. to say uh you can rate what's it called review. i am a stalker uh-huh it's on netflix so there one of the guys i want to say maybe it's episode two i'm not 100 percent sure i just thought it was really weird because i'm watching it and then this guy sitting there and like i i'm not gonna lie i was crying oh no i cried but when he's sitting there talking so he's talking like this and he's sitting there like talking to the people and giving the interview and blah 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 and his eyes just look black yeah like he looks demonic like is it no no i think it's the first one is it the first first one? one was like that too and but when they get like a side view of him, you can see his eyes are like, and I know this is going to sound weird, but they're like a nice, pretty brown. Like they're yeah. not dark or mm-hmm. anything like that. But when they're head on to him, they look pitch black. It's like, terrifying. And he's still like, no. Yeah, no. Like it, it's it scared the shit out of me because like they're like talking about everything they did and their eyes, they're just like, they don't get it. Black. They and like the the one guy kind the one guy who the got one, released yeah. like you know I can I can understand why he got released like I know that it's terrifying and all that stuff and and the one guy I can see why they did release him but all the other people no. like the way that they talk yeah 
You're just like, you, you don't tell. get it. You, like, they don't get it. Yeah, like, the one guy who got released, you can actually see that he has, like, emotions and, like, he was empathetic towards what he did. And he was like, I was really fucked up. I was on drugs. I was drunk and all this stuff. He's like, but now I'm clean. And, like, him, I was like, okay. Like, you really did just, like, fuck up. But all these other people, I was like, put them in a cage. <laughs> I was just like, don't let them out. Yeah, no. <sighs> no. Just mm-hmm. saying, like, I, ugh, I'm just like, okay. Anyways, Linda, say your spiel. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we love you. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for coming here with us today. We really appreciate it. And <laughs> you can... Uh, Put the cl- mic closer to your head. You can ECC the podcast <laughs> on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Linktree, Patreon. You can also visit our website at ECCthepodcast.com. Don't forget to rate and review. And you can also email us any suggestions <laughs> at ECCthepodcast at gmail.com. Or you could go on our website and leave a little uh, comment. Yes. And also Mothman, Tancred, Josh, because we've actually said your name on here in real life. Jonathan wants to know why you keep hitting up our website. Because <laughs> he was stalking you the other day. But anyway. <laughs> uh huh. There we go. Man, here we go. Anyway, we love you guys. We'll Hopefully, see you, next week. you have a good holiday season. Love you guys. Come visit our website. I was thinking about adding more things to it and I wasn't sure what. So, yeah, give us suggestions. Tell us what we should do. Uh, oh, also, we have a Discord. Yeah, Discord. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to East Coast Creepin'. Cover art by Leslie Lozano. Music from Premium Beat. Editing by Larry Bark at Revitalist Recording Studio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ECC the Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. See ya!